Welcome to episode 38 of the Two Average Guys Sport Podcast. Just a couple of average dudes talking about sports. No foreign playing experience, no foreign managing experience, literally two average guys. My name is Sam. Above me, to the left of me, to the right of me, to the screen of next to me, I guess it would be. Uh, we have co-host here, Espen Evanson. Espen, how are we doing today, man? Doing pretty good. I had a good Christmas uh, with the fam. You know, nice to nice to be spend the holidays with them. Uh, you got New Year's this week, so holidays just keep on coming. You know, we had Thanksgiving a few weeks ago, I had Christmas and Hanukkah, and you got New Year's. So it's with great holidays and great sports. Yeah, for sure. Definitely quite the weekend in sports, but also breaking news. We might or might not have a burner account. Folks, we're famous enough to possibly have a burner account. We don't know how, we don't know who, we don't know where, but we may have a burner account. <laughs> Okay, that was the fun, that was what that was the funniest exchange we've had since we started this podcast. So, for the folks listening, this random like this random account just drops our at our Twitter our Twitter username in some random like betting. I think it was some betting. It was like sports. Uh, it, was, it, was picking, it was picking uh picking games. Yeah, picking games, and then we get accused of having a burner account. Neither neither me or you have a burner account because we're not and sam obviously they don't get what sarcasm is because he said obviously i'm famous enough to have a burner account and we're, we both know we're, we're just two average guys and then they take a screenshot they take a screenshot of my twitter with 150 <laughs> followers and i'm like do you think this is really us dude like what the <laughs> definitely yeah, I, the interaction I don't, of the week I doubt we'll hear from again. Uh, it was a fun week on Twitter. You know, we had some memes go viral. So, you know, can't complain. I had a good, we had that, good Twitter we, week for us. We had some beef. But, as always, we have a great episode for you guys today. NFL, uh, college football, college basketball, NBA. As always, we finish off the episode with Am I Talking Crazy? Shall we go ahead and get started? Let's go. I'm, so, I'm ready to talk. Yeah, first game here. Recap, you know, Friday, uh, Christmas Day. We had one NFL game. Um, Vikings at Saints. Uh, fantasy owners, if you have Alvin Kamara, you are probably in the hot seat to win if you do not already win. Uh, yeah, I know you. I know you had Espen over here had him uh, six rushing touchdowns. Could have had seven. Um, Sean Payton was like, no, we shouldn't. Uh, question for you, Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, Vikings head coach, hot seat. I mean, yeah, you have to you have to think he's on the hot seat because. The Vikings are a traditionally defensive known team. You know, they just, they, they're always a team that has a decent defense. They gave up 52 points to the Saints. And you look at the, ent- the entirety of the season, you know, the Vikings, they, yeah, their D-line has been banged up a lot and they have had injuries. But, you know, you, Mike Zimmer is traditionally known as a defensive coach. And, you know, he's, he's not putting the results together. He's given up 30, 40, 50 points a game. You know, that's, that's going to raise some questions. And I think, I think he's, I could very well see him being gone out, out of Minnesota this year. Yeah, I mean, they, they really have a really young defense. I mean, they have a couple of rookies. I think both of their safeties are rookies. Um, but just looking at it, you know, first game of the season, a lot of 43 points to the Packers, um, 31 in a few consecutive games against the Falcons. Right, the Falcons of all teams, 40 points. Um, I mean, really not, not too many great performances, 31 to the Cowboys, um, over 20 in most games. You, you have to you have to put it out there. I think Zimmer's on the hot seat. I also think Kirk Cousins is not going to return a starting quarterback next year. I've said this for the past couple of episodes. I, I don't see it. Um, but that being said, we can't ignore it. The Saints, uh, you know, with Drew Brees, they look about as unstoppable on offense as always, whether they have Michael Thomas or not. Um, what are your thoughts on the Saints after this game? Yeah, the Saints 
obviously it's 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 Packers Saints at the top of the NFC. You know, they're they're probably the two most likely teams to go to the Super Bowl out of that conference. Um, yeah, if they if they can have Kamara do what he did and be able to rush, and you know, they have Taysom Hill as a all offensive quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, O lineman, water boy, Hunter. <laughs> general manager, coach. You know, Hunter every Turner. every position he plays you know so they have a really good offense their defense is very very good as well you know they I, I think they have a little bit of an underrated defense um so we'll have to see I think though the Saints are going to be a scary team in the playoffs that's definitely you know I, I would say that's an understatement but it really seems like at this point um yeah. they're definitely leading towards that way give us the next one here I know you were not happy about this one but go ahead and throw it out there yeah, kicking off the Saturday games, uh, early one, Detroit-Tampa. Um, just an absolute god-awful pick by me. I don't know what I was thinking. I was only down three games. I didn't need to go for these crazy lopsided picks. It's a miracle. I'm still tied. I didn't lose any games on you this week with how bad. Uh, Tampa should have hung 60, maybe 70 points on Detroit. It was – Detroit's just – they're god-awful. They're a god-awful team. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, he's – I don't see him being the quarterback of the Lions next year. You know, they, they got a – they just got to go full rebuild, I think. They are just such – and I. this is one of our tweets that went viral. I'm saying the Detroit Lions are the worst franchise in the history of the NFL. I don't think anybody comes close. Yeah. I mean, you really talked about it. The Lions, the last time they won a playoff game was against the Dallas Cowboys, and that was in the 1980s or 1990s. Um, but since then, not impressive to say the least. Um, and very well, we could have seen Matthew Stafford in his last game in a Lions uniform. He went out injured. Um, but yeah, definitely not, not, not the best pick by you. <laughs> Nine straight wild card losses too for Detroit. So great, great stuff up there. That, that's a great record to have. Uh, going to our Saturday midday game, this game um, was featured on Amazon video. Uh, it's only the second time that an NFL game has had exclusive rights to a online service. Um, the last one was the Yahoo game when the Ravens played the Jags in London, I believe. Um, anyways, the point here, 49ers get a huge upset. Um, CJ Beathard. <laughs> CJ Beathard. Um, you want to say it? You want to say it? Come on. Say I want to say it. CJ Beathard <laughs> um, gets the win against Arizona. Kyler Murray is injured. Um, I believe we'll have to get back to this later, but he did hurt, I believe his leg, um, Arizona, they've been in the playoff picture, no longer in their fate as the bears, um, ultimately would take that over after Arizona's loss. What are your thoughts about this one? Yeah, Arizona is just a team, you know, they've, they started out the year pretty solid. I think they were like six and three, seven and five. You know, it looked like they were going to hang off to that seven seed, maybe jump up to the six seed. They have struggled as of late. And right now, I mean, it's just, it's kind of surprising for them. It would be surprising if they don't get it and then Chicago gets in just because, but I mean, they're going in opposite directions. Arizona, they are on the downward trend in Chicago. They actually yeah. looked pretty decent the last few weeks. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it shakes down week 17 for these, for the wild card. Yeah, for sure. And then the next one, oh, do you you want to talk about it? Or you want me to talk about it? No, you, you do. You you fired off the tweets on Saturday, so you, right. I'll let you take this one. Fitz Magic, baby, he is back. Fitz Magic is a god. He's a Harvard god. He's an NFL god. He's been around fourteen teams in the league or something like that. He is a god. Fitz Magic might be a Hall of Famer after this. I mean, he comes in and he just he throws these balls like I've never seen balls thrown before. I mean, this was an immaculate performance by him. I, I really think it might have been a, like, you know, a GOAT performance. That's number one. Number two is, on, so, so the Raiders go up by a field goal, and all of a sudden, Dolphins, 
They need to score a field goal to win the game, right? Here we go. Last drive of the game. Um, Fitzmagic, he's in there. He's in the pocket. The Raiders, I mean, the defender literally ripped the guy's head off to the side and Fitzmagic just threw it up and it was like a godly throw. Anyways, the receiver caught it. Dolphins win the game. Fitzmagic is a goat. Hands down, Dolphins deserve to make the playoffs. Fitzmagic deserves to be the starter for that playoff game. Does Tua guy? Don't know of him. Never heard of him. Never will hear of him again because Fitzmagic is present. He is the quarterback for these Miami Dolphins football team. That's all I got. <laughs> Very yeah, um, yeah, I could, I could tell. Um, I also want to give a shout to the Raiders for gonna. They're gonna be eight and eight. So fun, or they could be seven and nine. That's how bad they've gotten. Um, they played for the field goal. They lost by a field goal. Adam Schefter said it best. I just don't understand that. We'll talk about it in a bowl game coming up, but you know, you you take. I, in my opinion, you take the touchdown there. I mean, you go up because then the Dolphins had to go the entire length of the field with no timeouts. Yep. So I, I don't under. I don't understand the play coup. John Gruden, dumbassery at its finest. Um, you know, it's not the first time we saw it this year either. We, we saw this with the Falcons oh. versus the Lions. Todd Gurley, he kneeled, pretty much fell on the one-yard line set of scoring. Lions won that game. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Lions lost that game in overtime. I just said that, I believe. Um, just have to put it out there. Score the touchdown. Yeah, so, I mean, this dumbassery there, Dolphins get a huge win that keeps – I mean, this this one was so big for the Dolphins. They didn't know it yet with how Week 16 unfolded with all the AFC teams, but we'll get back to that. Um, going into the Sunday game, so got to start out with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I will I will formally say this now, Patrick Mahomes will not win the MVP. I, I give it to Aaron Rodgers. He deserves it. He has had the better season. Mahomes is only beating him in yards, I believe, and maybe I think Rodgers might – have more touchdowns. I'm not exactly sure what the touchdown stats are. Uh, but going back to Mahomes, you know, the Chiefs, yet again, play down to their opponent, and they deserve to lose this game. I almost wanted them to lose because I'm afraid now that they've, they've won. They're going to sit everybody against the Chargers, and they're going to be ice cold going into the divisional round of the playoffs. And I'm, I am scared as hell. They're going to lose to whichever team they play in the divisional round because of all this rest. They have not looked good. I just – if I had, if I was a betting man, sometimes I am, but you know, well, it's another story. Um, if I'm a betting man, I I would not put money on the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl right now. I and that's coming from maybe the most biased Chiefs fan ever. So, you know, we have to ask: Do you think Mahomes lost the MVP award, or Aaron Rodgers just picked it up and he got it? I think I think Rodgers I think Rogers won it. Mahomes just hasn't done anything spectacular in the month of December. He had an incredible November with the stats he was putting up. Um, there's no doubt. I think he's the second best quarterback this year um, in the NFL. And and I and I have, and I'm not saying anything bad. Like I mean, he could go off at any time, any moment. I just think I just think the Chiefs have gotten complacent in a way where they they just play down to their opponent. They somehow still win games. They're 14 and one. I think they'll go 15 and one, but it's just. You know, yeah, I mean, just, you speak it feels about like a it. different, it just feels like a different, we're, we have, we have a better record this year than we did last year going to the playoffs, but the I feel offense is significantly better. I mean, if you've seen the stats, they're scoring more points. They have more yards. Um, I believe they have a yeah. better third down percentage rate. I mean, the, 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 the offense is 100% better. Um, you know, that's on one end. The other end Falcons lost this game. I mean, the pro bowl kicker missed, missed the 25, 27 yard kick. Yeah, I mean he he had missed a kick since week three this year. Young Young Waiku, um, just unbelievable how he shanked it. I I just I thought you know what we're going to overtime. Uh, 
crazy stuff, but uh, cool record shots. Travis Kelsey for breaking this record. Most receiving yards by a tight end in a season, formerly owned by George Kittle, which I think Kittle what, had that last year, two years ago. So recent record. Um, that's all I have to say about the Chiefs, you know. Shaky, nervous Chiefs fan. That's the best way to describe me right now. feel like that's been me for six weeks. Yeah, that's definitely not a good feeling. Sticking in the AFC here, um, you know, kind of a terrible game plan, but also what happens in life. Uh, Browns are without their starting wide receivers um, due to COVID, um, close contact tracing. Baker still has to throw 53 times. Not a good game plan by any means. Browns drop to the Jets. Jets have a two-game winning streak. Browns now on the verge of missing the playoffs. Um, we will talk about that playoff picture later. Um, but now could possibly miss the playoff. Do you think Baker Mayfield is the reason they lost this game? Or do you think the play call in all the planning was just off? I think it was just a horrible play. I mean, why didn't they run it? The Jets have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. You don't have your best receivers. Why are you throwing it 53 times if you, you basically your only liable target to Austin Hooper for your tight yeah. end? And, and that, I'm just pulling thing. up. I'm I, yeah, my, my my other thing here is, you know, you know, I I get it. You went down early, but let's not act like you have two really good running backs. You have Nick Chubb on one end; he would be enough in this case. Kareem Hunt can come in at any moment. He still has the speed. He's still and maybe not elite, but he's definitely a tier two, tier three running back. He could still run that rock pretty damn well. And I mean, they should have ran it fifty three times in the game. They shouldn't be passing it fifty three times in the game. Yeah, um, it was it was it was incredible to see how the Browns they didn't look like a playoff team in the Jets. I mean, the Jets have beaten two possible playoff teams back to back weeks. It's just it's it's incredible. They they've lost the number one pick. They're gonna keep Sam Darnold another year. I can guarantee you that he will be the quarterback next year for Jets fans, whether you like it or not. Uh, so, and I don't, in all honesty, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence would have gone to New York anyway, just because that's how bad of an organization they are. But hey, it, it, I guess they're winning now. So maybe they'll, hey, maybe they'll end the year on a three-game winning streak and beat the Patriots next Jets, week. if you're smart, what you're going to do is you're going to trade back. You're going to pick up a wide receiver and an offensive tackle in your first two rounds, followed by a running back because Frank Gore cannot carry that rock anymore. Um, and then you're going to have to build on defense. Just the truth. Yeah, I mean, you may as well you may as well be the next Jets GM just with that with those moves. I mean, I could do it right now in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going sticking in the AFC though, uh, biggest game of the day probably Indianapolis Pittsburgh Pittsburgh. It looked like they were going to go for, go for a fourth straight loss. They looked horrible in the first half. Um, they were twenty four to seven at one point. Um, you know, Big Ben, he does look awful, though. He looks washed up. Uh, second half, though, was a different story. He did lead the Pittsburgh offense back. They make a huge comeback, win the division. They get to 12-3. and they get to twelve and three. Colts now, I believe they were the fourth seed in the AFC coming into the week, and they are now sitting at eight because of all the tiebreakers and whatnot. There's five, ten, and five teams, which I just rock hard about, I have to say, um, and with five different, with five different ten and five teams. Uh, it's true. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I love this kind of football. <laughs> You're just shaking your head at me. I, this is explicit. <laughs> Who cares? Um, but yeah, I, I want to touch up on that. Um, the Steelers, man, I don't trust them to win a playoff game. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't think the Steelers won a one playoff game. I mean, you look at every team in the AFC right now, the teams that could get in, right? The Titans, I think they could beat the Steelers. The Browns, I think they very well could beat the Steelers. I think they have the least amount of chances out of the five, but whatever. 
Ravens, I think they could beat the Steelers. They almost did it a few weeks ago with Trace McSworley, right? Then beyond that, you got the Dolphins, one of the best defenses in the league, can't argue against that. Quarterback-wise, maybe a little shaky. And then that fifth team is the Colts. I very well could see any of those teams possibly beating the Steelers. Yeah, for me, it comes down to matchups. Like, I think Buffalo is going to get the two seed, and they have a tiebreak over Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburgh's going to get the three seed uh, in the AFC this year. Um, it, matchups is what it's what is what it's going to come down to. And if the Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers, if they can play to their, if they can play like they did, like against earlier, like against the Titans, um, you know, they beat, they blew out the Ravens, they blew out the Browns, in, in a few games, you know, if they can play at that level, they can make a run. They just have to figure. For now, I think it's just in their heads, it's mental. But you know, we'll have to see what happens with going into next week. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, moving on to an interconference matchup, Bears, they walk into the safari, they see the Jags, they punish the Jags. Uh, the Bears now put themselves in a the position to make the playoffs. The last three games, Trebinski has actually looked pretty damn well. Um, you would never hear those words coming out of my mouth. Uh, but he looked pretty good. Um, good for them. I mean, I really thought the Bears were a team that were going to miss the playoffs. I thought Matt Nagy was going to get fired. I thought, you know, Mitch Trebinski was going to be on a new team following this year. Um, I might be wrong. They looked really good. I know it was against the Jags, that being said, but they looked pretty good. Yeah, also shout out to another absolute just got awful pick by me by picking Jacksonville. Um, they, I, I completely forgot the fact that they're trying to tank and they're actually doing it right. And Trevor Lawrence will be the quarterback for the Jags next year. But, you know, uh, yeah, Bears, Bears, heck of a win for them. They played their way into the playoffs. I think they're going to get into the Actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, the Week 17 matchups. But, they do play the Packers. Uh, we'll but the Cardinals play the Rams, and if the Cardinals lose to the Rams, the Bears are in. They, uh, they just well, need a Cardinals ball. I mean, talk about the Cardinals and Rams, man. They might both be on the back of quarterback. That's insane. Um, <laughs> but, you know, thing. yeah, um, going into another interconference matchup, though, uh, the Giants and the Ravens. I don't think many people saw the Giants having a chance in this game. The Giants, they don't look like a playoff team anymore. I mean, it's sad to say, but they were a playoff team at one point a few weeks ago. Uh, Ravens, they know what they need to do. They have the, one of the easiest schedules to end the season, so I think that's going to benefit them, and they are, they're going to get themselves in the wild card spot. Yeah, for sure. I think they're definitely a team that can get in there. Um, you know, moving on, staying in the AFC, well, an interconference matchup, uh, help. We have an emergency there. There's been a murder in Houston, Texas. We have a couple of victims identified as Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. Cincinnati travels down south to Houston um, and outduels, well, Brandon Allen outduels uh, Deshaun Watson here in this game. I, I really do feel bad um, for both those guys. If you didn't hear J.J. Watt's post-game interview, I mean, it was heartbreaking. I really do feel for him. Yeah, I want him to get get the hell out of Houston and get him onto a good team because he does not. He's a good guy, you know. He only he's he has a good heart. He loves the game. He loves his he he loves Houston. He loves the fans. But it's time for him to move on. Um, possible landing spot for him. I could see him going to, up to Pittsburgh to play with his brother. Uh, I think Chicago. His wife, um, who is a soccer player, got traded to the Chicago women's team earlier this season, um, earlier this year. So I could see him actually going up there. Pairing up with who's his, is it? Who's his uh, wife? Is it Carly Lloyd? No, it's not no, Carly Lloyd. It is. Um, hold on, I can tell you. It's Katie Kelly Watt, who she now plays for 
uh, where is it? It's the Chicago Red Stars. She was on the Houston Dash, and now she's on the Chicago Red Stars. Um, so I very much could see him going back up there. That's a great mascot, by the way, Red Stars. And he'd be paired with Kilo Mac, so. That defense would be nasty. I, he's on the back end of his career, but, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, Cincinnati – so the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jets are both on winning streaks. Let, let's just get, let's just say that. And it's not like, yeah, I mean, like, it's not like they beat an easy team. I mean, the Bengals, they beat the Steelers. No, the Bengals. And they beat Houston. Yeah. Which, the Jets. Yeah. It's Houston. I mean, the I Jets mean they're not the Rams, good, but. The Jets beat the Rams and the Browns. So that's, I mean, that's more impressive. They have, I think the Jets have now beaten as many teams with a winning record as the Packers have now. And just to throw this out there as well, last week, the Jets very easily could be on a three-game winning streak because they did lose the Raiders on a last second. So, just saying. And they lost in a game-winning field goal to the Patriots, so they could have actually four wins. So, I I mean, we, we have been, you know, dumping on the Jets all year, but in reality, they, they've had some close ones, so. Yep, give us the next one. Yeah, Chargers, they go up early in the first half, uh, blow the lead just in time to regain it with a few seconds with a few seconds to go. Uh, the Chargers moved to 6-9 on the year. Uh, nice. Um, as rookie of the year, Justin Herbert uh, throws for 253 yards in the touchdown. You know, not much to this game, a meaningless game. AFC West is so bad behind the Chiefs. Chiefs are up by seven games. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to pull it up real quick. The Chargers, they were up 16-3. to <clears throat> Then they made it 16-16. Uh, well, Denver did, and then they eventually did pull away with a field goal in the last few seconds. Um, this was a – thank God they won for me. I really thought they were going to blow this game. You were texting me. I was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Um, moving on, next game. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing about this, guys. I mean, Ron Rivera coaches against his former team. Possible revenge game. Um, does not go their way. Outduels both strip club favorite Dwayne Haskins and former ODU quarterback uh, Taylor Heineke. I have my ODU polo on, so repping ODU. Um, and then later today, uh, well, I guess yesterday when this will come mm. out, Monday, um, Dwayne Haskins has been released by the Washington football team, and quite frankly, I, I think he deserves it. Shout out to my dad, who uh, he, he made this interesting comment to me today about about this game. He said, uh, so Ron Rivera last year, two years ago, whenever the Panthers and Washington football team played, he got fired the week after he lost to Washington. He's not a Washington coach, loses to his former team and fires his quarterback. Wow. I think, I mean, yeah. it was a good fire. It, it was a good fire. Oh um, yeah. Dwayne Haskins is nothing but problems. He, he obviously doesn't want to be there. He's, I mean, showing the most on, on, you know, on, I don't even know what the word is to say. You but know, just, you know, here's the thing. Music, I, I was scrolling through Twitter earlier, and I'm just looking at tweets. Anyways, I found the one that Adam Schefter tweeted, and people are like, man, this organization sucks if they only had let him be traded like he asked for. Do you really think trading him is going to fix his personal problems? I mean, you realize that every NFL city or every NFL club is in a city where there are strip clubs? It's, don't ask like this is a you know Washington football team product. This is a Dwayne Haskins problem. That's number one. Number two is he has not proved himself. There's no reason you can convince me that he's proved himself. He threw two interceptions in yesterday's game. Might he have had something on his mind? Maybe. I don't know. It's not my problem. But the fact that he has not proven himself when he's doing this shit, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> James Harden at least proved himself. I mean, he hasn't won a ring, but 
I got a business idea. H and H Strip Club, Harden and Haskins Strip Club. Genius. And then we get yeah. NBA and NFL professional athletes to come there. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Uh, say, let's go. Let's go down to Dallas for your Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Dallas. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts looked really good early. I thought this was going to be a blowout loss for the Cowboys. Um, he hit, you know, Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson on like an 83 yard pass. I was like, this is this is going to be a massacre. Um, Fletcher Cox goes out. After that, Cowboys outscored the Eagles 34-3 at the Red Lightning, Red Thunder. Uh, he strikes back in the second half. Andy Dalton throws for over 370 yards, three touchdowns. And speaking about these two, you know, two previous games, the Eagles-Washington game is now moved to Sunday night next week. Um, if Washington loses, the I know you're not a fan. If Washington loses, the winner of the Cowboys or Giants game moves in to the playoffs at six and actually the Cowboys would be six and seven and nine. nine. Cowboys would be seven, seven wow. and nine. That's crazy. <laughs> I, if you told me you, you were going seven and nine, and, you guys were three and nine. Um, as a Cowboys fan, like how excited are you right now for I'm, potentially making the playoffs? You know, that's the thing, right? Earlier you, you heard me. I was like, I hope we tank, you know, I'm, I'm cool getting a number four pick, maybe an offense tackle defense trade back, whatever. <clears> now I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. Like, Let's go to war. Like, you know, we, we, I, I don't think Washington has a shot, right? I think Jalen Hurts is good enough to beat Washington. And I think we're good enough to beat the Giants. Do I think we'll make noise in the playoffs? Absolutely not. We would go against Brady and the Bucks. But I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. I mean, let's. I mean, you, li- you live, you just see your team live another week. I mean, that's all you can ask for at this point when you're, you're in your kind of situation. And for our podcast sake, you know, I mean, we knew the Chiefs would make the playoffs before the season started. I, I mean, I'm not going to sound like a spoiled little brat, but no. that's kind of true. <laughs> but I mean, we, I mean, we both expected the Cowboys, you know, you had the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I had them in the NFC Championship. So we were both expecting the Cowboys to make deep runs this yeah. year. And there was a point in this season where I was like, oh, I'm not picking the Cowboys in another game. They have not proved good to me. They have no right. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to waste a pick on them. But, you know, defense has looked a little bit better. We actually lead the league in turnovers in the last three games. I think we've generated like 12 turnovers now in the last three games. That's so pretty damn good. Um, it's going to be fun. Giants next week. I'm excited. I mean, I'm smiling just talking about it. Yeah, it's, I, I love this. I love week 17, you know, all the playoff matches that come with it. Um, speaking of two teams that are, you know, in, in the NFC West fighting for playoff spots, Seattle already clinched. But the Rams come into town. They have, they have struggled as of late. I think they were 9-4. and four. They're now 9-6. and six, And they could potentially miss out on the playoffs if Chicago and Arizona were both to win, in which Arizona plays the Rams. So that's going to be a fun game. I think that should have been the one that got flexed to a Sunday night, honestly, just because, you know, both of them are battling for playoff spots or whatever. So, but um, Seattle, their defense looks really good. I'm telling you, they're flying under the radar. Nobody is appreciating what they're doing. 11 and four. They win the division for the first time since 2016. Look out for those Seahawks in the NFC. Yeah, they look really good. I mean, you know, past years, Wilson carried this team. Um, he's not doing that this year. He has Chris Carson. He has Greg Olson at tight end to hit him short. DK Metcalf, obviously, is DK Metcalf. We know who he is. People call him overrated. You know, he's still top receiver. Tyler Lockett on the other side. Yeah. Like you said, this defense has flown. Um, the Rams very much so could have made this a 13-13 game. Fourth and goal at the one-yard line. Get stopped. Um, worst news coming out of that corner. Jared Goff, broken thumb. Um, and, you know, we talked about it. Cardinals, Rams next week, very well could be a backup game. Yeah, that, 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 I mean, I saw the tweet Adam Schefter tweeted out about the, who the back. I never heard of either quarterback. Had you? 
No, I, I haven't seen the tweet. I'm going to look at it real quick. Um, who was it? Do you, do you know or no? I don't even I don't even remember the names. I just I tweeted out from our account, and I was just like, yeah, who? Are, I did the Conor McGregor gif of uh, <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals' backup QB is Chris Strebler, and the Rams' backup QB is John Wolford. I have no idea who the hell these people are. <laughs> I thought they both had legitimate backups, like I've heard of, but maybe not. I could have been wrong. But yeah, it, it could be the backup game to go to the playoffs, so that that could be interesting. Um. Sunday night football. To be honest, I watched one minute of this game. How about you? I did not watch yeah, much I, of this. I, this. This was a background game for me. Um, I, I did not watch much of it, which is surprising. Lambeau Field snow. You would think that I would watch this. Uh, Rogers Adams. Rogers Love Adams. Rogers yeah. Adams. I mean, three touchdowns, one night. Green Bay Packers easily take down the Titans. Snowy game at Lambeau. Um, hard to ignore. Packers Seahawks looks like the NFC Championship title game right now. Yeah, um, and kind of going to our point about MVP race too, Aaron, this is Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last night with his performance, you know, four touchdowns, three to Adams. Yeah, he's, I mean, they, if, boy, if they were trying to send a message, season. if they were, if they were trying to send a message to him about drafting Jordan Love, they did it. They lit a fuse underneath him and he has been going off this year. I think a lot of the country right now wants Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. Um, the state, it'd be the State Farm, it would be the State Farm Bowl. I'm rooting for it. I really am. Yeah, right. The, the Patrick Price or the the Rogers yeah. Price. <laughs> um, and then yeah, you know, exactly. We we're gonna be talking to a Bills fan later today. It's gonna be later in the interview. Um, or excuse me, later in the podcast. But we uh, talking about Bills Patriots Monday Night Football. Patriots already eliminated Bills right now in the three seed. Could move up to the number two seed. Um, big game for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean Monday Night Football. This is good. Yeah, it should be should be a good game. Uh, last Monday night football of the season, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Uh, cheer for the cheer for the Bills to you know went out and get that two seed. I just I just it'd be just super cool for them. You know, we'll you'll hear in our interview later um, with with our special guest. But um, yeah, just exciting exciting things in Buffalo for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then moving on, a um, few NFL notes. Number one, Urban Meyer possibly well not possibly he was definitely contacted about maybe a head coach position. Um, possibly looking at a few teams. Very well could see him going to the Jags and getting Trevor Lawrence. Um, you like Aaron Meyer, head coach, NFL? Uh, I don't know. The guy unretires and retires like every two years. He well, he, he unretires because of health issues. I mean, it's not it's not like he's just retiring for no reason. Yeah, well, um, what health issues? And then he, he said he had health issues at Florida. He retired, and then he unretires to go to Florida State. And he said he had more health issues. So, like, what kind of health issues does the dude like? Like Joe Paterno could still he's like 114 years old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Joe Paterno also did uh, some weird things. What? Who said that? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I personally have been a fan of Urban Meyer. I know a lot of people aren't. They think he runs a dirty, you know, team. Gross. Um, Can't stand him. You know, that's the thing. I, I, I think he's a hell of a coach. Um, college to pros, very different. Um, but anyways, moving on to the playoffs. Give me the AFC uh, playoff picture as we kind of enter week 17. So I said this last episode, I'm pretty sure. I said, I am really hoping that we can get five teams at 10 and five. Um, we got exactly that. The Browns, I had no confidence. I thought they had like, I'm like, they're going to go 11 and four. They're going to be the only team that doesn't get it. They'll clinch a playoff spot. They lose to the Jets. So we have five teams battling for four spots at 10 and five. It's wild that, you know, the AFC South hasn't even been decided yet. The Titans could miss the playoffs. 
I don't yeah. think that's going to happen, but, you know, they play the – I think they play the Texans. Play I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah, they play the Texans. Um, we'll have to see. Right now, it's looking like the three wildcard spots. Uh, but right now, they're held by the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Browns with the Colts on the outside. I honestly – honest to God, don't know who's going to be left out. You, could you make a pick right now and say uh, – Well, I, I think I, it's going to be – I, I just I, want to throw this in there um, real quick. I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, yeah. Dolphins play the Bills. Dolphins obviously a good team. They're going to Buffalo though. Um, so there's the Dolphins there. Next team, Steelers, Browns, obviously a home game for the Browns, but you can't ignore the fact that they um, just lost to the Jets. Hard to, you know, ignore. Ravens versus Bengals. Ravens right now the number five seed, six seed, number six seed. Um, Jaguars are Colts. I think the Colts have the easiest game um, besides the Ravens. And then the final game here is the Titans at Texans. Um, that game scares me. I'm going to admit, I think the Titans are a hell of a team. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but that game scares me. This is how I think it's going to shake out. Dolphins are going to lose to the Bills. They're going to get 10 and 6. The Browns, I think, can are going to beat the Steelers. We'll have to watch that game. That could be iffy. Like you said, Colts are going to win. I think they'll get in. And I think the Ravens will win against the Bengals. And the Dolphins, unfortunately, I think are going to get left out at 10 and 6. I think all those other teams could go 11 and 5 and make the playoffs. And the Dolphins would be left out, which would suck because they're such a fun team to cheer for. I hope that doesn't happen. Me, personally, I had to pick a team to be left out. If I'm cheering for a team to be left out, I mean, it's so – I like all these teams. I I I want the Ravens out. I just – I know you want the Ravens. Me, for me, like cheering for matchup wise, I hope the Titans don't make it. I'm, I, I'm still scared to make to play the Titans. I, I would love the Titans to miss the playoffs, which yeah, would be insane. I, you know, I think it's a really, it's just so hard to predict. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's I, I'm giddy about this, this next week. These, you know, I love I love week 17 wildcard weekend divisional all the playoffs the whole month of January with football. It's so much fun. It's also fun when you know. Chiefs have a legitimate chance too, so I'll throw that in there. But you know, going from yeah. the AFC to NFC, talk about the NFC wild card race now. It's it's getting exciting too. Yeah, I mean the NFC almost everything is kind of sealed up with the exception of the NFC East in the last two playoff card spots. Um, as far as the NFC East goes, the Reds, uh, excuse me, Washington Football Team control their own destiny. If they win, they're in. If they lose, the winner of the Giants Cowboys game is in. So there's the NFC East right there. Um, I just want to throw this in there as well. Out of 16 teams in the NFC, the Giants are currently 13th. They can move up to number four with a win. I bet that's that's laughable. That is a laughable stat. That is crazy, my friends. So there's that. And then right now, five, Tampa, they already clinched. Number six is the Rams. Number seven is the Bears. Number eight is the Cardinals. Um, Rams, we've talked about playing the Cardinals. You're right. That should have been made the uh, Sunday night football game. Um, I think Chicago gets in. I I really don't know what the Cardinals and Rams. Um, I think I, the I Rams know. are going it, to – if it's both backup quarterbacks, it's a coin flip. I mean, how crazy would it be to have the Rams miss the playoffs with how good their season has been? Just Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, the Rams have a hell of a defense. It's hard to ignore the fact that the Rams have one of the better, if not the best defenses in the NFL. Um, you know, the guys that they have, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey – um, the linebackers, I don't know if they saw the Ogletree, I'm not 100% sure, but they have a really good defense. I think if what, I, I, I don't know, if both, if, who do you think, if both quarterbacks are healthy, I mean, this is not your lock-in prediction for next week, um, yeah. if both quarterbacks are healthy, who do you think? <clears throat> 
I think well, I think the Packers are going to beat the Bears because the Packers haven't clinched the one seed yet, and they're going to play everybody. Packers are going to beat the Bears. Bears are going to go eight and eight, and then it's going to come down to this Rams Cardinals game. Um, I think the Rams are going to win the game. The Cardinals look like they're struggling big time. The Rams. I just think they're a better team. They got a better defense in Arizona. I think Arizona's going to be left out. Sad to say, I mean, I've, I've been wanting Arizona to make the playoffs, but I just don't. They wouldn't do much in the playoffs anyway. And I don't think the, the I mean, the Bears if they're the seventh seed, they would probably have to go play in New Orleans probably. So that's that's a that, that's a loss. So. Yeah, um, that that ruins my playoff hopes. The Cardinals, I said they were going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, um, I'm going to ask you, NFC East predictions, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I, I would think the Cowboys are the favorites when the NFC East now. With, without, if Alex Smith plays for Washington, Washington gets in, I think. If Alex Smith does not play, they will not get in. That's just my You know, I, I saw the stat about uh, Alex Smith. It hasn't been good. He's not been a great quarterback. He's been very average, and they've been carried by that defense. That being said... I, I really do think Jalen Hurts could be Washington next week. Um, I think Carson Wentz could be Washington next week. It's in Philadelphia. It's not, you know, obviously there's no fans in Philly. That being said, I think Philadelphia is just, they're getting healthy. They're, you know, they're getting healthy at the wrong time, but they're getting healthy to say the least. Um, Terry McLaughlin, high ankle sprain. Anthony, Antonio Gibson's back, but how far can he carry that team? I don't know. I really, I really see the chance for the Cowboys getting the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm hoping we beat the Giants. I'm really hoping we beat the Giants. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be chaos. I mean, this is one of the more chaotic Week 17s we've seen in recent yeah. memory with both, with both conferences. I, I can't think of anything, you know, like, like this. Yeah, I Usually mean, I think last like, year it was pretty much locked. Yeah, there was only like maybe one or two division races that you know were on the line, but as far as wild card spots go i mean everything's usually locked up at this point so really fun stuff for week 17 yeah for sure and going from sundays to saturdays bowl season um you watched this one liberty versus coastal talk about it wow what an insane game uh back and forth the entire way so liberty what they were doing was they were it was i believe it was a tie game or they may have been down i forget what the score was but so they were inside the they were inside the five and it was basically a cat and mouse game Coastal Carolina wanted them to score so they could get the ball back and get back on offense to try and win them the game. Liberty, on the other hand, we saw this in the Raiders game too. They, they played for the field goal. Liberty, so what happens is Liberty runs the ball first down. They, he, takes an, he basically takes a knee at like the three-yard line. And then the next play on second and goal, Coastal Carolina pushes the running back over the goal line. He fumbles it, and Coastal Carolina recovers. And so, oh, no, they were tied because then Coastal Carolina needed it, and they went to OT. Um and then Coastal Carolina loses in overtime. Heartbreaker for the Mullets in Myrtle Beach. The the Fighting Bibles of Liberty get the bowl win. And Coastal Carolina's perfect season. So we do, Coastal Carolina does not go undefeated. I think Liberty, Liberty, gets, Liberty was allowed to drink soda. Their, their fans were allowed to drink soda for that win. They may they may have been they may have been some sprite some wild sprite parties in uh, in uh, Lynchburg for sure. Um, but you know going from you know we we're kind of out of the, the crappy bowls not crappy but kind of the Wants no one cares about this week. Yeah, this week we got the big ones, all the big ones coming up. We did have one get canceled. Iowa, Missouri. This was going to be a fun one. Iowa, number sixteen in the country. COVID outbreak in in the Missouri program, so they just uh, canceled the bowl. No, it's Missouri, dude. I mean, why am I? It's I I gotta I gotta crap on Missouri all I can because you know screw them. But um, give us the folks. Give us, give us the ones though. Give us the good we have before the New Year's New Year slate this week. 
Yeah, Tuesday, Cheez-Its Bowl. Uh, number 21, Oklahoma State uh, versus number 18, Miami. That's going to start at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, where is that game? That is at Campin World Stadium. That is in Orlando, Florida. Um, next one, number 20, Texas uh, versus Colorado, who is four and one. How sad is that? You're five games and you play in a bowl. That is sad, folks. Um, that is in the Valero, the Valero Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, Texas. Um, Valero. Then, Valero. 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 Is that how you pronounce it? It's yeah. Gas, it's a gas station. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, next one, <laughs> yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday, we have a couple of decent ones. Uh, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Um, that's played in Arlington, Texas. Excuse me. That's usually a New Year's Six Bowl, right? The Cotton yeah, Bowl? It, yeah, it is. But yeah. it's not this year because of Alabama. No, versus... no, it still is. Oh, it still is. I didn't know. Okay. No, because there you go. Alabama's Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, but the Rose but Bowl then in Arlington. Gonna... Yeah, so I think they're just calling it the Rose Bowl in Arlington, basically. Okay. So the Arlington's going to get two two games this year. So figure. Yeah. Uh, at least as the Cowboys are going to well, eighteen Stadium is going to host a playoff game. Cowboys very well might. Um, number seven Florida versus number six Oklahoma, eight p.m. Uh, Goodyear Classic. Uh, Goodyear Cotton Bowl, and then the last one on Wednesday, or I guess the first one on Wednesday is the Wake Forest versus Wisconsin at Duke's Mayo Bowl. Have you ever had Duke's Mayo? Yeah, it's it's actually it's fire. That oh, Mayo's okay. good. Oh, okay. And then it is worth a bowl game. And then just wanted to throw this out there. Um, Thursday we have a. I I just need to say this. Thursday, number twenty-four Tulsa plays Mississippi State in the Lock Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Mississippi State's record is three and seven. That's awful. How Arkansas is in a bowl game. They're three and seven. I put this on there. Very weak slate of bowl games for New Year's Eve. Usually we have some pretty good ones, but uh, you know the ones I'm probably gonna watch. West Virginia Army could be a good game. Army's gonna have so. seven hundred. Army watched Ar- seven hundred rushing yards and Army's West Virginia not a bunch of wussies. They literally said they will play anyone, and they are actually doing it. Unlike BYU. Yeah. Uh, we can bring in we can bring in the new year watching TCU Arkansas, woohoo, dude! Arkansas is three and seven. Like, go kiss your sisters, you weirdos. And they started at eight Eastern. That game could roll over into midnight. That there was a one year Johnny Manziel Texas A and M Duke. That game started at like eight or eight thirty. I'm I pretty remember sure, that. I'm pretty sure it rolled. It rolled Johnny Manziel jumped over like three like defensive ends. I don't know if you remember that play. He was like in the pocket like dancing around defense events. He was like jumping over people and hurdling people. Just a, just a Johnny Manziel. It. Yeah, that's awful. Um, yeah, college ball season, get in the swing of things now. Middle college ball season. We got, we'll talk about the playoff coming up on our New Year's Eve episode that comes out later this week. But going from the turf to the hardwood, college basketball, it's heating up. New top five coming out today. Yesterday, I should say. Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas holding the top three spots. No change there. Villanova, Houston jumping up a spot. How about Houston? Number five in the country. They got a good team yeah. down there. Uh, also, shout out to Northwestern Minnesota. They had some big wins in the Big Ten. Jumping into the top 25, I believe Northwestern. Uh, let me just double check to see where they ended up in the rankings. Um, but on yeah. that note, yeah, I just want to throw this in there. Uh, shout out to me for calling the Minnesota upset versus Iowa and this Luca Garza kid. No one cares about him. Um, although the dude's built like a linebacker. I saw him on TV. The dude is built like a freaking linebacker. How he plays basketball is beyond me. Chose the wrong sport. Um, dude yeah, has one of the sharpest ranked. I was going to say, dude has one of the sharpest jaw, jaw lines in all of human existence. Uh, the guy has an incredible jaw. Uh, but Northwestern, they jump up to number 19 from unranked in Minnesota. They jump up to 21. Um, and on that note, 
nine of the 14 Big Ten teams are ranked. That is absolutely insane. Just, I mean, that's two-thirds of your conference that are, I mean, and out of 14 teams, that's just, that's just crazy. But in the Big Ten, too, Iowa and Michigan State, they take some big falls. Um, Iowa drops back to 10, and I believe Michigan State's like 18 now. So they, they Michigan State's gone from top five to almost outside the ranking. Yeah, Michigan so. State, uh, Thomas is going to pull out the whip and start slaughtering kids. Yeah. Um, but going into some news in the games of the week, Jay Wright gets COVID. Villanova, they have to postpone their game. Um, there could be, there might be an outbreak there. A few players could test positive. So they're going to be postponing some Big East games coming up. Um, this is funny. Kentucky drops to one and six. Um, that was a close really, loss, though. They, yeah, they should have won that game. That last bucket should have gone in. But you really hate to see a Big Blue Nation. They will miss the tournament this year. We'll get back to that. Kentucky sucks. Oh, wait. No, that's, that's am I talking crazy. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, K- Kentucky sucks. Uh, they're frauds. John Calipari, shout out to him for making excuses like Coach K. He said it was he's an idiot for making the hardest schedule ever. Dude, you, you actually didn't make a hard schedule. You actually had some very – Is that what level. he said? Yeah, he's, they lost to like Richmond, Louisville – I mean, you lost to Kansas and North Carolina, which, I mean, those are two, you know, pretty good teams. But, you know, they haven't lost to great teams. They lost to Georgia Tech. They lost to Notre Dame. So, you're an idiot, uh, Calipari. Don't like you. Um, but games of the week, uh, tonight – or, yeah, you lost Hold on, I got, I got to stop you. Is Calipari the Urban Meyer college basketball? He might be. That's a good comparison. <laughs> I continue. Very good comparison. Um, games of the week uh, for Monday night, Michigan State at Minnesota. Big game for Michigan State. They need to win. If they don't, they're going to 0-3 in the Big Ten, which that's not good. Um, and then we got ACC action, Florida State at Clemson. Clemson 6-1, and one, underrated team. They could, they could make some noise in the tournament, I think. They got, they got some size, uh, Florida State. I think State. that's This could be an upset. Yeah, I could see that happening, too. I, I would not be shocked if Clemson wins. Um, tomorrow night, Northwestern or tonight, sorry, Northwestern at Iowa. We'll see if Iowa can get back on the rebound. And then tomorrow night on Wednesday, number seven, Tennessee, traveling to Columbia to take on Missouri, seven and 12. Pretty pretty solid matchup. The only two good teams in the SEC this year. So Wait, Columbia? Yeah, Columbia, like, Missouri. That's where, that's where Missouri is. Actually? Yeah, University of Missouri. You have two schools in the SEC and based in Columbia. Yeah. Sick. Underrated games and absurd scores. Um <laughs> Combined two and fourteen in this game. Thompson State <laughs> one and eight at Ryder one and six. Come you gonna on. be riding? You gonna be riding with them? I am not gonna be riding with them. Next <clears> one, uh, Southeast Missouri State. This is their second time making an appearance in the episode. Shout out to them for that. Nice. They're also combined. shout What's shout that? to the shout because they're a directional school. Southeast. Oh, ooh, that's bold right there. Uh, yeah, they play Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech zero and nine. Um, they need to get their head out of their asses and score some damn buckets. Because um, if they don't, they're just going to continue to be trash. Maybe we need to we need to ask our friend of the pod, Brett Gaminski, to get some of those football players on the basketball team to turn them around. Am I That's right? That's true. That's true. Forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, he might need yeah. to go uh go go do some dirty work. Um, and then next one uh is a absurd score. I'm looking for any more that I can find, but there's none. I didn't didn't um, see any. This yeah, was the one. It's fine. Jacksonville State beaten Carver. Um, where's Carver? That sounds like a Southern school. I'm um, sure Jacksonville State's actually in Alabama, so it's not Jacksonville, Florida. Carver Carver University is in South Fulton, Georgia. Um, picking your peaches. Um, oh, they're in HBCU. That's kind of cool. 104 to 45. That is a whopping 59 points, folks. 
If your Good team up. sucks that much. Yeah, don't make it on this list of, of, of underrated games and absurd scores. Underrated games, they're not underrated. They're just teams with horrible records. That's what we should But that's the point. Fun. That's why you should watch. So you should see Tennessee Tech get their first win. Yeah. I think it's worth exactly. it. Going from the Collegiate Basketball Association, or known as the NCAA, wait, NCAAA. Um, yeah, that's where I need to be, AA. Uh, to professional basketball. Recap of the weekend, uh, Christmas Day, um, some decent games, kind of. Kind of a, really. Kind of sucked. A lot of the Christmas Day games kind of sucked. Yeah, this year not so great. Heat takes down the Pelicans. Bucks make the Warriors start zero and two. Celtics just straight up suck. Um, I'm gonna roast the shit out of the Celtics. Just I I can't stand them. Uh, Lakers beat the Mavs, and then the Clippers take down the Nuggets. Um, sick. Yeah, dis- disappointing NBA slate, but. Saturday did provide us with a great game between the Rockets and Trailblazers. James Harden, CJ McCollum, they both put up 44. Uh, Trailers secured, or the, tra- the Trailers, what am I? T- the Trailblazers secured the last second win. Um, yeah, I big, just want to throw uh, this out there. The Houston Rockets were without four of their players. Wall, Boogie, <clears throat> and a couple other guys. Meanwhile, James Harden spent a couple weeks ago at the strip club and he has not missed a game. Shout out to him for coming back and being resilient and battling through uh, getting, getting a lap dance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the time you have to talk about with your family and your therapist. This was a yeah. really tough game. I had to come back from lap dance and play the Trailblazers. Uh, give, us, uh, give us Sunday's action. We had some we had upset, upset day. We, 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 got, we had some nice little upset action. Uh, Hornets take down the Nets. Hayward drops 28 against uh, his former teammate, Kyrie. Um, shout out to him. Lamelo has not done anything this year. I think he had like shocking. He had like shocking. well, he's not starting either. He's not starting. So there's my that. boy, uh, my boy Devonte Graham from Kansas. He's starting point guard. Oh, Devonte Graham is that like the? Oh no, who is that guy from Kansas who's like five ten? Frank something. Frank Mason. He's not in the end. He's too small. He can't make yeah. a team. He used to be on the Kings. I don't know what happened and, to him. He was with the Bucks. I think he may be with the the Wisconsin Herd right now in the G League. The Wisconsin Herd. I love that name. The Cavs yeah. able to beat the 76ers. Cavs start 3-0. and um, Also, shout out to Larry Nance for this joke. Um, so, the two players, um, I just want to pull up real quick. Uh, there was a tweet. Um, anyways, it said, Cleveland Cavaliers said, got any good names for this duo so far? Um, that's Colin Sexton and Darius Garland and Larry Nance said, I think we've all decided that these two officially should go by Sexland. Um, shout out to Larry Nance for that one. Um, someone, someone, needs the, to, someone needs to visit the strip club themselves. Um, yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> sorry, had to say it. Uh, Knicks able to yeah. secure their first win against the Bucks too. A very good win for the Knicks. Randall leads the way with points. And then the Clippers forgot to play basketball. This is an absurd score. 51-point difference at halftime and then a 51-point difference at the end of the game. Um, the, the Clippers forgot to play basketball. The ball's supposed to go in the hoop and not through the other team's arms. Uh, the Clippers scored 77 points at halftime. Um, no, the they, hit 20, scored... they hit 27, and the Mavs hit 77. Well, what I'm saying is the Mavs scored 77 at half, and the Clippers scored 73 points in the whole game. If oh, okay, the Clippers, yeah. Yeah. If, if the Mavs played one half, versus the Clippers full game, Mavs would have won by four. I have never seen a halftime score 77-27. I, I just, I mean, it was, when when I That's saw that, when you sent that, that is insane. Uh, 
I guess Kawhi Leonard means that much for the Clippers. So Yeah, Dallas got two good wins, the Mavs and the Cowboys. And then we have a good week ahead. Give us the week ahead for the NBA. Yeah, so um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, late December games, always fun. Celtics, Pacers. Celtics could – their losing streak can continue. I could see – easily see Pacers winning. They don't look good. Bucks, Heat, this should be a good one. Bucks, I think they need this win more than the Heat. They need to get off to a good start in the East. T-Wolves, Clippers, can the Clippers not – can the Clippers score more than 27 points and a half? Stay tuned for that one. Hawks, Nets, Atlanta are – I think Atlanta's 2-1, and one, maybe 3-0. and oh. they, They're off to a decent start. I'm not entirely sure, but – Brooklyn is two and one and they, they look, they look very, very good so far. So. Yeah. Um, there you go. And then the Wednesday night game, um, Trailblazers versus Clippers. I thought this would be a good game. <clears throat> now I'm starting to second, second think that. And then the last one we have here is the Suns versus the Jazz. Uh, CP3, DeAndre and Devin Booker versus the Jazz. Deon, uh, DeAndre. Uh, I just forgot I mean, his name. De- oh, Donovan Mitchell. Thank you, Donovan Mitchell and Rory Gobert. Um, should be a good game on Thursday night. And then finally, yeah. to Am I Talking Crazy? Give us the first Am I Talking Crazy. So Jared Goff has gone downhill since the Rams made the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Am I Talking Crazy for that? No. Uh, 2018, Jared Goff, um, 32 touchdowns, 12 picks. Very good season. Very good. Impressive. 2019, only threw 22 touchdowns to go with 16 picks. This year, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks. Um, this, this, I don't know what happened at Jared Goff. It's none of my business. I think he's gone significantly downhill. What about you? What about you? I mean, he's, he's, I never thought he was an elite quarterback. He's still a good quarterback for the Rams, but he, I feel like he's, I don't know. He's one of those guys that needs a really good running back so that they could, well, let me rephrase. The Rams need a good running back to use that offense because they run a lot of play action. They run a lot of the same formation they run a lot of the same plays and then they're just altered somehow. One might be a pass or excuse me. One might be a play action. One might be a straight up pass. I, I, I think he's gone downhill. Yeah. I mean, they need a running back to balance the workload on that offense. So I think that's, that's the only way it, it he'll get anything accomplished in the future. Um, next one, the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to make some noise in the playoffs after three straight wins. I thought at first this is referencing the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm like, calm down. We just started the season, but it's Tampa. Uh, you think they'll make some noise? Yeah. Um, I don't think you're talking crazy. I know you want to count Tom Brady out as easily as you could um, and as fast as you could. I think that the Bucks could make some noise. You know, they beat the Falcons last week. It showed that they can come back. They killed the Lions this week. Before that, they beat... I don't remember who they beat, but I it was a good win. Um, I, I mean, I think that they can make some noise. Do you think Brady's done? One and done? No, because they're going to be the they're going to be the five seed. Whoever they play at the NFC East team. Although I will say this: if the Cowboys make the playoffs, don't count the Cowboys. I think yep. the only I think the team Cowboys in the are NFC the only East that could beat the yep. Bucks. Yep, 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 yep. I yeah. absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Um, there. Just, just this idea. Yeah. So next one we have yep. here: Kentucky. Am I talking crazy? Kentucky is not going to turn it around. They're going to miss the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2013. Am I talking crazy? No, you're not talking crazy. I've been saying this uh, all year. Uh, They've had an awful month of December and November. SEC is not deep at all. They can't get any quality wins in that conference besides Tennessee and Missouri. Maybe Florida, you can throw them in the mix. And maybe there's always one surprise SEC team that makes, makes a little bit of a run, but 
Kentucky just not a good team. They're super young. I've said this forever. Sometimes the recruiting works for them, recruiting all these freshmen, and they put it together. And sometimes like this year, it just, it just doesn't. It just doesn't mix, and Kentucky sucks, and that's awesome. Is Kentucky so, the worst of the Blue Bloods? Uh, yeah, they – I mean, it's not even close. I would probably put Kentucky, and then I would put North Carolina next in line there. Um, I don't consider UCLA a blue blood anymore. They haven't done anything since the 70s. They're not blue blood. I- I'm there sorry. It's just true. Um, next one uh, for you. Urban Meyer is going to make another return. He will coach a professional football team in the fall. I don't think you're talking crazy. Um, I would love to see the, him go to the Jaguars and possibly, you know, they get Trevor Lawrence, who actually beat Urban Meyer in his final game at Ohio State. Um I would love to see him return as a head coach. I wanted to see him as a Cowboys head coach, but mm. I'll take him as a head coach to say the least. What are your thoughts? I think so. Uh, I could see him going to like, I could see him going to a struggling NFC team, Atlanta or Detroit. I, oh, I, I have no, I have no thoughts. No, absolutely none. I don't think he'll go to either of those teams. Interesting. Uh, Maybe Minnesota too. You never. Maybe he could. Maybe he could fix Kirk Cousins. I I, I, I only say Jags because you know you get a fresh. You know you get a fresh start pretty much, right? You get you get to yeah. draft whoever you want. You have the number one pick. Now it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. And quite frankly, if you probably don't agree with the GM on that, you probably shouldn't be a head coach in the first place. But yeah. I I think he goes there. Um, I think that they would turn around next season, win about three or four wins, um, and go from there. Last one we have here. Am I talking crazy? The Warriors dynasty is done. Steph cannot save that franchise by himself. This is a tough one. Obvi- obviously, yeah, he can't save it by himself. Uh, he's going to need some help. Clay- if Clay Thompson can get healthy and get back for next season, they get another high draft pick because right now the Warriors, they look awful. They're probably going to miss the playoffs again this year. Um, you think it's safe to say that they're the worst team in the Pacific Division? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the King- I still think the Kings are. I, 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 I don't the Kings are getting better. I love what they have there. Buddy Heald. Deion yeah. Wally Yeah, I mean, we'll see what James Wiseman does, but he doesn't offer, you know, a ton of. He doesn't offer like that. He doesn't. He's not in that offense. You know, you look at that offense. It's very catch and shoot, three pointers. Yeah. James Wiseman being the low man that he is. Um. Yeah, I I think the Warriors dynasty is done. I mean, we'll have to see what happens, but I think it's toast. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up the episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at T underscore A underscore G Sports. Well, hold, well, hold on. We got I know, I'm an getting, interview I'm, I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting to them. Yeah, I was, just, I was plugging oh, our okay. stuff first, and then, we'll, I, and then we'll get, yeah, I, we'll get my to My apologies, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Um, follow us on there. We got polls, we got memes. We like to interact with you. Apparently, we have, we have burner accounts. So We you do know, have burner accounts. I don't, we both know neither of us run them, but, you know, that could be up to those, <laughs> those, those idiots over there. Hugo, but, it might uh, be Hugo. Who knows? Hugo could be. I think I may have unfollowed him. Uh, we'll I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Listen to us wherever your favorite platform is. And we do have a very special guest coming up. Uh, Bill's Mafia. Bill Mafia's. Bill's Mafia's own. Kurt Howmesser coming on the show. He has his own Laces Out podcast. He talks football. Um, Bills, of course, he's a great follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Neither of us are Bills fans, but he, I've been following him for a couple months now. Wanted to bring him on to offer his insight about the Bills season. Fun guy to talk to, fun guy to listen to about sports. He is as excited as any Bills fan with how successful their season has been. So check that out. Interview coming up in a few seconds, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And then make sure to follow our Twitter.
T underscore A underscore G Sports. Um, give it a listen to Kurt Helmenhester. We uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back. We'll yeah, be back have a, yeah, have a good one, Sam. I right, take care, man. See ya. All right, we are now joined by Kurt Howmesser, uh, Bills Mafia fan, great follow on Twitter, uh, co-host of the Laces Out Primetime Sports Talk, and is self-labeled most optimistic Bills fan. So, Kurt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Doing great. Uh, like you said, most optimistic Bills fan. It's very, very easy to be optimistic when, uh, when you're division champs, but no, doing great, guys. I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk some Bills football. Anytime I get a chance to, you know I will. Yeah, and big game tonight for you guys against the Patriots. Monday night football, prime time. Uh, we saw Josh Allen a couple of weeks ago on Sunday night against the Steelers. That was two weeks ago. Now, I think yeah. two weeks, three weeks ago. Maybe? Yeah, last week, oh. last week against Denver and uh, Patriots, or sorry, Steelers before that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I think I'm going to let you go ahead and get into it. Yeah, so uh, if you just want to give a little bit of a background on who you are and kind of how you became a part of the Bills Mafia, you know, your backstory of how you're, you're a part of them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I had a chance to not be part of Bill's Mafia. I don't think I had a choice or a chance to because, you know, my dad uh, grew up in Buffalo, longtime Bill's guy. You know, he had, he's had season tickets since the 80s. He's he's just I think since the moment I was I was brought into this world, he, he knew that I was going to be a Bill's fan. And uh, so, you know, just growing up in Buffalo, that's it's it's Bill's Mafia or you're an outsider. And that's kind of what it is. So. You know, from a young age, I've always been a big Bills guy. And now recently, just these past two years-ish, I've been in the media a little bit. So, you know, working for Buffalo Rumblings, our part of SB Nation, and doing some podcasting here and there and articles here and there. So just, uh, you know, it's it's an exciting time for, for Bills fans here. We're not really used to it, but uh, it's it feels good to finally have something to root for here instead of just a high draft pick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I – I'm a, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, kind of like you. I grew up in Kansas City, you know, mm-hmm. grew up into that Kansas City fandom. So I know exactly how you feel about, you know, it being all new. That was kind of our situation a few years ago with Mahomes and yep. making the run. But uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, you were podcasting. Um, you are uh, co-host of the Laces Out podcast. Uh, what you made? What made you want to start uh, that podcast? Yeah, you know, I being a Bills guy, it's it was kind of I started off just writing about the Bills, and I started off wanted to just focus on them. But I mean, I, I'm a I'm a football guy. That's that's what it comes down to. So I, I really just I teamed up with my my good buddy, my now partner, long time here for uh, laces out, Jared Bailey. Um, we we teamed up, and he's a Steelers guy, unfortunately. So we have some nice competition there. But we like to you know we, we like to dish it out to everybody a little bit. We like to talk about all the NFL teams, even the teams that you know don't really get focused on too much because you know you as a Chiefs fan, you know. Love talking about Patrick Mahomes. ESPN loves focusing on Patrick Mahomes and all the big names like Lamar Jackson. But, you know, we like to spread it out. We like to talk about all the teams. We've had some awesome guests on the show. I mean, we've had uh, – we had Austin Eckler on the show. We had Christian Kirk, uh, Steven Nelson, Zach Pascal, Boston Scott. We've had we've had some very, very talented guys in the league. So, it's, it's great to be able to talk to them, be able to showcase them, kind of get their side of the story. Um, you know, I, a guy like Austin Eckler, for example, undrafted uh, free agent, comes into this league, didn't really have a shot, and now look at him. I mean, one of the top running backs in the league. Uh, so it, it's cool to talk to these guys, you know, kind of pick their brain a little bit. But at least is that we just, you know, like to have a fun time, just like you guys talk some football, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's awesome for sure. And Austin Eckler has an incredible story. I know they featured it on ESPN a couple days mm-hmm. ago. Um, definitely a cool story. Um, you know, being a part of the Bills Mafia, you guys are easily the top five fan base 
and all of sports, um, just not even football, just all sports. I have to ask, man, have you ever jumped through a table? It, to be part of Bill's Mafia, I think it's right of a pet. I think it's right of passage. <laughs> I think, you know, you're, you're started off as a, at a young age of being surrounded by just – I don't even know words to describe Bill's Mafia, but, you know, growing up in that atmosphere, it's just, I have so many stories, so many fun things to tell. And yes, I did. I have gone through a table. I'm not, you know, not one of those crazy daredevils that jump off of a car onto a flaming table, but you know, the, the light with my friends, you know, just pick me up, drop me through. That's it. We'll go to the game. So yes, I have, I have. So if you guys ever want to make a trip to Buffalo, I think I can, uh, I think I can accommodate you guys and put you through a table. Awesome. I, for sure. I think we need to. I think we need to do that, Sam. That sounds, I mean, that definitely. Awesome. I I've wanted to go to a Bills game. I'm a Cowboy fan, but I've wanted to go to a Bills game for a long time. I, I think it's environment. It's it, it, You got to put it on a bucket list. I mean, even you know, if Cowboys ever come to Buffalo or if Chiefs ever make their way to Buffalo, you guys, you gotta you gotta find a way because it's it's a different world. It's a different world in those parking lots. Is that, is that your favorite Bills Mafia moment? Jumping through a table. I mean, I got I got to hear your best story about Bills Mafia. Man, I don't see tailgates. My my favorite story and my tailgate stories are, are kind of different because you know my favorite stories are are the sentimental ones. With you know, I'll say my one of my favorite stories. There's probably two of them, honestly. Is Bills clinching the first playoff spot thanks to Big Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle over there in Cincinnati, and probably really the most recent one when they clinched the division because it's just you know my dad and I have been waiting for this moment for so long we can't be in the stadium this year but we just watched it at home you know give each other a big hug we, we did it we're going and it's just it feels good and I guess I don't know another another favorite moment of mine now that I'm thinking back in hindsight here is the moment we drafted we drafted Josh Allen uh, I I will put my hand on the bible and swear I wanted Josh Rosen, and I am so, so glad that I am wrong because I was angry when I heard him say Rosen instead of Allen. He picked the wrong Josh. No, he didn't. I was wrong, but there's so many good good moments. I could, I could talk about Bill's Mafia for hours and hours. That's awesome for sure. And, and, you know, you spoke about the 2017 game. They mentioned it yesterday, which kind of, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, so I watched the Cowboys-Eagles. They mentioned it. 2017, going back, week 17. Ravens were playing the Bengals. If Ravens won, they would have gotten that playoff spot. How hard were you watching that Bengals versus Ravens game? Oh, man. I, I, it was right after the Bills game. Uh, Bills were in Miami. They got the win. It was, all right, we did it. Let's, uh, let's see how this goes because we, we know as Bills fans, it's, it's a lot of – you can only do so much, but a lot of the time you're going to have to rely on other teams. So that's what it came down to. I just remember turning the Bills game off, turning on that, that – uh, Ravens Bengals game I think it was the fourth quarter by that time and it was getting down to the end and I just I I could still picture I could still remember it I remember the exact moment you know Andy Dalton drops back he finds Tyler Boyd he he's running we like oh my god he got the first down and then oh my god he's still going he's not stopping and it was just one of those moments where like I had never experienced that before I I wasn't you know I wasn't old enough to remember the the glory days of the 90s I wasn't old enough to, you know, be immersed in that, but this is the first time that I could actually say the Bills did something good and we're going to the playoffs. <laughs> they might not be a great team, but they did it, and they're, I'm going to buy all the playoff gear I can because this is the first time in my life. So that was definitely uh, – I still get goosebumps when I see that video. That's awesome for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, so you kind of mentioned, you know, 
you weren't old enough to grow up uh, see the Bills' success in the '90s. Uh, neither I or Sam. We were we weren't born. We were born in 1999, so we didn't see any of that mm-hmm. either. But you know, when I mean, when the Bills lost from the AFC East, what when was it like? 90, it was '95, right? '95. Yep. Yeah, '95. So you know how big, how big is this for Bills fans? You know, for you after so many years of just like the Patriots dominating the AFC East year in and year out. You know, as, as a Chiefs fan being in the AFC, I got, I'm so sick and tired of the Patriots, and I'm just happy to see. <laughs> I'm just happy to see some new competition. You know, up there in the AFC East. I I can't tell you how happy I am, and I really I am praying that the Bills just sweep them out, get them out this year. Even though they're already eliminated from the playoffs, I, I just want I want that closure to have the the Bills sweep the Patriots in 2020. But you know, a, a division championship is so huge. I mean, you look at some other teams; it's just like, ah, oh, no, a division championship. We want a Super Bowl. Yeah, obviously, Bills Mafia wants a Super Bowl. That's what the Bills want. But we're, we're taking baby steps here. We went 17 years without playoffs. We went 25 years without a division championship. This is huge for the city i mean i'm also a hockey guy i'm a buffalo sabers fan too those are dark times there's dark times in buffalo sports for for the majority of my lifetime but you know it's just if any fan base deserves it it's bill's mafia they are consistently you know even when they went on the i think it was nine years in a row of losing seasons they were selling out games you know 17 year playoff drought They send so much money to Andy Dalton's charity. I mean, Bills Mafia is – the Buffalo Bills are not just a football team. You know, you look at some of the the bigger cities. You look at a team like L.A., a team like the Rams or the Chargers. You know, it's a – yeah, let's go to the Rams game on a Sunday just to kind of, you know, get a a big fancy suite. Uh, That's not it in Buffalo. You you go to a Bills game, you wake up at 6 a.m., you eat your breakfast, you drink your Tim Hortons coffee. You go to the game, it is a – it is a lifestyle here in Buffalo. It's, it's something that, you know, I guess I can't fully appreciate it because I've never been on the outside. But being in it, I mean, I am so happy for the Bills organization. I'm so happy for Bills fans because it's not like, you know, just a flash in the pan. It seems like this team is built for the long run. And it seems like for the next five, ten years maybe, they could be a very successful team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, for, kind yeah of. for sure. I mean, I just want to throw in there, it kind of reminds me of, you know, the era of Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. Every year in the AFC, it always seemed like they were battling it out. And every couple of years, you had Roethlisberger in there. You had Flacco that one year. But it seems like right now, Josh Allen, Mahomes is kind of trending towards that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, you know, as as a Chiefs fan, I got I got so used to me- mediocrity and you know bad teams year in and year out. As you know, I'm sure you have been for like the majority of the 2000s. But um, you know, that changed when uh, the Chiefs got Andy Reid and they got Patrick Mahomes and they got that that great combo of coach and quarterback, kind of like with the Bills now with Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. Um, I mean, we could easily see this for years to come. I mean, I could, like Sam said, see Josh Allen Mahomes battling in AFC championships for the next decade or so. So, just what do you think about that? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, I think you look at the other teams in the AFC, um, I mean, especially this year, this year is very tight, but it, it seems like, you know, Miami might be getting it going. They have Brian Flores, a great uh, coach, and they got the young quarterback at Tua Tagovailoa, who, you know, maybe starting off a little slow, but still a very talented player. But it just seems that, you know, Buffalo and Kansas City on a, are on a tier of their own. Mike Tomlin's a great coach in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have it anymore. He, he's not the mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger of old. I don't know what they're going to do in the future here. I, I, they're not going to win games if Ben comes back next year. Sorry, Jarrett, my partner, if he's listening to this, but he's not going to win games. I like to rub that in his face. But 
no, you're right. I mean, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Sean McDermott, Josh Allen. The, the Buffalo Bills have made the playoffs three out of four years that uh, Sean McDermott's been with them after 17 years of nothing. So it, it's, it's encouraging to see this. And the leaps that Josh Allen has made is just – it gets me so hyped because it, it's – I wasn't expecting a big year like this. I was expecting, you know, a few steps forward, nothing like this. And I, I just think it's, it's awesome because, you know, when the Bills traded that pick to the Chiefs uh, for Patrick Mahomes – the Bills could have just rolled over. They could have said, oh, you know, we really messed this up. We should have taken Patrick Mahomes. We got Tredavious White, who's an all-pro, but we could have gotten Patrick Mahomes. They didn't roll over. They said, no, we're going to go out. We're going to get our guy. We got Josh Allen. I don't care if you don't believe in him. We believe in him. And they take him, and now look at them. They look like geniuses. They get an all-pro and Tredavious White from that draft, and then Josh Allen a couple of years later. So it's, it's great to see. I really hope that the Bills and the Chiefs are kind of the, the two powerhouse teams for the AFC uh, for the next five to 10 years. And I think we could very well see that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I pulled it up real quick. The Bills roster is something we haven't seen in a while. Um, you go to the trade for Minnesota or with Minnesota last off season, getting Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley signed him as a free agent a few years ago. Um, Tyler Croft and Dawson Knox, definitely great players Ed Oliver. He's been there for a while. It feels like um, Quentin Jefferson. Definitely. They, they have a few guys who definitely stand out. Um, it's hard to imagine the Bills not being, you know, up there in terms of that tier one, tier two mm-hmm. for the next few years, for sure. Um, this year, I, though, yeah, I, I No, I think that a big part of that, too, is, you know, you don't really see the Bills going out and throwing big money at a free agent. You know, they, they trade for Stephon Diggs. They, yeah, they almost traded for Antonio Brown. Cross my fingers, praying to God that <laughs> thank you that didn't happen. But you know, they, they go out and they trade for Stephon Diggs. That's awesome. They don't really throw too much big money at a free agent. They, they threw some good money at John Brown and Cole Beasley. You needed that. They didn't have any wide receivers before they came in. So that was what they needed. What they kind of stress and what they want to do is build internally. So they want to focus on drafting. They want to focus on drafting guys that can play for 10 years down the road and then sign them from within. And that's kind of what they do. They take chances on on some guys that might be forgotten and give them a one-year prove-it deal. And it seems to be working out great. I mean, Brandon Bean just got his extension. Sean McDermott got their extension. So uh, I think the Bills are in good hands for sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, you know, we talk about it, the AFC playoff picture. It's hard to ignore. Every team has over 10 wins. Every team is going to have over 10 wins. Um, right now they're scheduled to play the Ravens, uh, also being the number three seed. Obviously, could fluctuate to the number two seed. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, what's the ultimate goal for a Bills fan this year? Super Bowl, happy making it to the AFC Championship, just a playoff win. Um, you know, obviously in 2017, they didn't win against the Jags in the wild card round. So what's the ultimate goal this year? You know, I think be- before the year started, I said, you don't need to make a Super Bowl. You don't need to, you know – light up the league and, and be a powerhouse team right away. I wanted the Bills to win the division. They did that. And I want them to win at least one playoff game, which they very well could do. They should do. Um, so I'm not going to be disappointed with the, with this year. Not at all. I mean, unless they go into the first round and I don't know, get a blowout to Miami, then I might be a little upset. But, you know, the things that I have seen from this team, the, the improvement that I've seen from all sides of the ball, especially during this crazy year with no training camp, no preseason. I mean, it's just been 
been weird and it's not it's not the same for the players and you know they they're affected by that too we we talked to some of the some players uh on my podcast in the off season and you know it's not the same for them they're not meeting their their new teammates they're not practicing with these guys they're not getting the reps so well, that's I think we saw the bills get it going a little bit slower uh you know and now I think they're just hitting their stride fully and so I I think what they need to do win a playoff game prove that you you should be there and you know, it might be – it'd be amazing to go to the AFC Championship. I think that's, that's you know, the goal. I think that's very easily attainable, too, because they are playing better than maybe anybody except for the Chiefs in the NFL right now. So, win a playoff game, prove that, you know, you're meant to be there and that you can be there for, for years to come now. Gotcha, for sure. And you discussed your favorite Bills moment, um, you know, a couple of years ago, as well as – I mean, you weren't alive for a Jim Kelly era. Um mm-hmm hugging your dad this year obviously Patriots for the first time in yes. 2008 yeah yep. 2008 uh winning mm-hmm. the AFC East um so I'm gonna let Espen take the last question um but yeah yeah so um just kind of going forward for the rest of the season um you know Bills play the Patriots tonight, and then they play the Dolphins next week how do you see the regular season ending for the Bills as far as record wise and then um for playoff predictions you know what are your predictions for for that sure yeah I mean I think I think the Bills should win against the Patriots. Um, I think the the big thing to stress now, though, is just don't get hurt. I, I think that, you know, you can lose the game. If you lose the game, it's really not a huge issue. Um, the AFC wildcard races could go in maybe 10 different directions because we don't know how it's all going to shake up with five teams sitting at 10 and five right now. So just go into the game don't get injured. That's my only concern too, is, you know, you, you're, you're playing against a team that's out of the playoffs, a division rival. They're, they're probably hate each other. It's not going to be a clean, easy game. There might be some, some ugly cheap shots, which I'm really hoping there won't be, but you just never know. These guys are, these guys are battling out there. They're frustrated. So the Bills should beat the Patriots. And then next week, week 17 is interesting because it comes down to, who do you want to play? Because it could shake out to if the Bills want to start their starters and maybe face a team like Indianapolis or Baltimore and beat Miami and then kick them out of the playoffs. Or they could put in their starters and say, Miami, we'll see you next week in the first round of the playoffs. I think that might be my dream scenario. I would love to face Miami three times a year, face them in the playoffs, kick their butts again. I, would, I think I would love that because personally, I don't really want to see a team like Baltimore. I think they – you know, they, they've had a down year this year, but Lamar Jackson seems like he's getting back to his MVP form. It seems like they're clicking on all cylinders right now, and they're kind of dangerous. And there's a lot of dangerous teams in the AFC. There's some some inconsistent teams. You look like like a team like Cleveland. You know, granted, they're missing pretty much all of their wide receivers, and they had guys like you and me out there playing wide receiver. So there's a lot of inconsistency, but there's a lot of talent too. So it would be – my dream would be the Bills play Miami in the first round. Uh, I think that's very possible. And then, you know, obviously my dream is the Bills in the Super Bowl, but I think a really fun Super Bowl to watch this year would be uh, Kansas City versus the Packers. I mean, those are just two powerhouse teams. Even Buffalo versus uh, Green Bay, too. That's a great matchup. But I will say, do not sleep on the Seattle Seahawks. They lost to the Giants. They've had a bad defense this year. But Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson – not many teams are going to be able to stop that offense. So don't sleep on the Seattle Seahawks this year and uh, don't sleep on the Baltimore Ravens either. I, I think that they might be able to break their, their stigma of Lamar Jackson, not being able to win in the playoffs. 
yeah, yeah sure. um um yeah like i i've said i've said on this podcast seattle underrated team i just think everybody keeps forgetting about them and you know green bay mm-hmm. new orleans are so high in the nfc highly uh right in the nfc and mm-hmm. you know i i still think seattle can make a run and you know going to the afc too um honestly right now i mean i've i've I, I say I say I'm a spoiled Chiefs fan now. I mean, I don't know why I'm complaining about being 14 and one, but just the Chiefs have not looked like the best team in football. You know, no. I'd say the Bill, the Bills, the Packers last few weeks. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, if the Chiefs and Bills uh, meet the AFC title game, we might have to bring you back on and you know talk, talk that. That would be you, awesome. You know, so. I'll be there, and that that would be a fun game because you know when the Bills played the Chiefs this year, it was kind of a a weird week. They got pushed back. There were some some questions going on. It was ugly weather. I think you know you set them up on a, on a set week and they can prepare and be ready and be healthy, I think that is that could be possibly the game of the year because, like you said, you know, Patrick Mahomes in the, in the postseason is, is a different different animal than the regular season, but I think the Bills' defense would match up good with that, and I, I'm excited for this playoff. I'm excited for Week 17, too, because there are a lot of playoff implications, a lot of things that could happen with all these AFC teams and the wild card. So uh, I know I'm ready. I know you guys are ready, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I I think it's probably the best best month of sports in the year, you know. And yeah. we li- we live for NFL playoffs. I'm sure you do too. So Absolutely. it'll be it'll be it'll be exciting to watch for sure. Yes, sir. I can't yeah, wait. I sure. can't wait for sure. Also, just a note: revenge game. Possibly, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a Bills quarterback yes. for three years, so <laughs> very well could either hey, help the help the maybe, Dolphins. Uh, yeah, maybe they, uh, you know, Bills, Bills face up against Ryan Fitzpatrick and they say, you know what, Fitzy, you've been good to us. We'll let you in, but we're not going to let you off easy in the playoffs because uh, I think I think the Bills will be ready for the playoffs this year, unlike last year in that ugly showing against uh, Houston. But who knows? We don't know who Miami's going to be starting. They, they, keep, they keep switching their minds, and I don't, I don't know what they're going to roll with, but you never know. Either Ryan Fitzmagic or Ryan Fitztragic. We'll see what we get for uh, Week 17. <laughs> for yeah. sure, for sure. Also hoping that Fitzmagic does go to the Patriots. Then he's been on every team in the division. Just have to throw that <laughs> no, out there. No, because then I, then I really have to root against him. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Buffalo can't root for him there. Um, but, yeah. you know, we appreciate you coming on here. Obviously, as that's been said, if the Chiefs do play the Bills, uh, definitely something we're going to have to talk about. Absolutely. Um, it's been great having you on. Any questions for us? No, guys, I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm ready for this Bills Monday Night Football game, ready for Week 17, like I said, and uh, – yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to chat during the playoffs, getting ready for a Chiefs-Bills game here. Absolutely. You take care, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you, See you later.